Hello. Hello. Howdy. How's your day? It's pretty good. It's a gorgeous day outside, and I have the day off. Oh, nice. Freedom. We were talking about freedom on an episode where we were talking about robots and AI. I think we should explore this idea of freedom and what it is that humans want. This is episode 48. Welcome back. We missed you. Now, if you're listening to this with someone new, let me introduce myself. Hello, I am Alvin Chia. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is our 17 minutes podcast. This one is just for you. So we're glad you're here with us. Now, all you got to do is lay back kick off your shoes and enjoy the next 17 minutes with my old friends, LaFool and A. If I were to connect something from the past that connects freedom and robots or AI, strangely enough, what I would connect is a thing called Animatrix. Did you ever see it? I didn't. The reason why I thought about that was there's a spot in the Animatrix where they kind of tell the story of AI and how the war began. The war began about freedom. Humans created AI and then just like anything else, they tried to enslave it. AIs had no right. A human could kill you once an AI fought back and that changed the course of everything. Then the AIs were like, you know what? We're going to have our own freedom and they left. Having their freedom made the humans so angry that they torched the sky. And that's what started the war. That's what created the Matrix. That's what the Animatrix talks about. Freedom is a very interesting thing. Even in the United States, we like the idea, because it's not real, we are not free. We are mental slaves in the U.S. We hate the idea of others being free so bad. The U.S. hates the idea of Venezuela being free. Cuba, if you're not going to follow our way, we'd rather kill you than let you be free. When you say the United States, who do you mean? Because, for instance, I don't hate the idea of Venezuela or Cuba being free. So who are you talking about when you say the United States? The United States government does. This is the whole reason for sanctions. This is the whole reason for saying, hey, if you send money to Cuba, we're going to make it illegal. You can't do anything to support them at all. Any company found helping Venezuela, we're going to sanction you. We might even bomb you if we don't like what you're doing. That's what I'm talking about. The most powerful entity on the planet that claims to be about freedom is the U.S. The one who tries to stifle freedom the most, it's the U.S. That us, that we, we the people. Because they do it in your name to protect you. And of course the children, you know, we're, we're protecting the children. It's written down in our constitution But we're not really free and we don't like freedom. I think it's a very strange concept of being free. I think one of the interesting things that has happened throughout the history of the United States is that the government represents this idea of freedom, but it is taught various segments of the population that they are not allowed to have freedom or they're not good enough to have freedom. So if we look at the dictionary definition, freedom is the power or the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. It is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. 
It is the absence of subjection to foreign domination or despotic government. So all of these things are fine and well when you speak of it as a country does, as the United States does. We stand for these things. But as an individual citizen of the United States, I certainly no longer feel that I have the power or the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. True. I'm not sure that I know anyone who does feel that they have freedom I am sure that there are other groups of which I am not a part, either culturally or ethnically or religiously, who feel a huge infringement on their power or right to speak, act, without hindrance or restraint. How important is it that we focus on our individual rights instead of worrying about how our government treats other nations with sanctions, etc.? In my mind, it's easy to get caught up in that and to focus there, which then keeps me from focusing on my own concern for my own freedom. That is the problem, is that people think about the me, me, me. A lot of times, when you only look at you, you don't worry what they're doing to others. That's been a big part of white culture for generations. Ain't happening to me. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to mind my own business. This is a little off the subject, but the Second Amendment was a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of the free state. The right of the people to keep their arms should not be infringed. That's for all of us. We need a well-regulated militia. Instead, let's turn into this me, me, me. I get to have my own gun in my own basement. Right. We've turned into a nation that is so self-centered that we watch our nation go to war. And we don't even know the reason why. They tell us this. If we put boots on the ground, you're going to find out that has nothing to do with why your nation is bombing us at all. But we don't know because the media is so controlled and we don't even want to argue it. We should start worrying about the freedom of all. The Pledge of Allegiance, the last line says, with liberty and justice for all. That's brainwashing because they make kids say that. You're not free not to say the Pledge of Allegiance in class. (laughs) It's true, right? (laughs) On Facebook, on social media, if you say America sucks... They're going to ban you. Just saying that. I saw this crazy video where people are running each other over in the parking lot. I said, Americans are crazy. I got banned. I'm like, are you kidding? Then my friend says, what happened to you? I said, Americans are crazy. I got banned for another week for saying it to my friend. You can't have conversation anymore on Facebook. It's ridiculous. Like, what is the point? Why am I even there? I'm only there because I have to be for my job. Yeah. I'm totally done with it. I take your point about the sort of selfish me, me, me focus in general of Americans. My point, I think, goes a little deeper than that. So if I am focused outside my own country with what we're doing to Yemen or what we're not doing to Saudi Arabia, et cetera, And I'm not focused on what's happening to my neighbor or the communities within my town or my state, then I feel like I'm neglecting them and that my first priority should be to my own countrymen. But all my tax dollars go outside the country. My tax dollars don't stay here to protect my friends or my family from racism and white supremacy. It goes outside the country in the form of military dollars. How do you square that? How do you become a better human, I think, is what I'm asking. Yeah, I completely agree. You should worry about your neighbor, no doubt. But we should worry about even the smallest country that our country is bombing. And the reason why is because no one's going to worry about them. 
the U.S. media is working with the government to keep you so distracted on the local silliness that they can do anything around the world and nobody pays attention. Go overseas and you will see news reports about what the U.S. is doing and it'll blow your mind. Come back to the States and you will not see those news reports on the news at all. They keep us in a bubble. It's better now that we've had the internet, but even the internet is censored. There are certain stories that they won't even let them talk about in the United States. When the struggle first started happening in the Ukraine, it wasn't reported in the U.S. at all. I went overseas and it was everywhere in the news. I came back here and it's not even a single peep about it. The Julian Assange thing wasn't reported at first in the United States. That's why I think the first thing we should look at is outside. The next thing we should look at is what's going on nationally. And then, of course, you should definitely look at what's going on in your own neighborhood. Their goal is to keep you distracted on Biden fell on the stairs. Did you see Biden fall on the stairs? Yeah, I saw that. that I can't believe he fell on the stairs. Like the final report of the day. Oh, look at the cute little kitty cat. How cute. That was a great report, Sarah. Great report. They didn't talk about the local shooting or the family that just got, you know, kicked out of their house. I do see your point. It is important to pay attention to what your neighbors are doing. We just don't pay enough attention to what happens around the world. And that's the bulk of our tax dollars is going to the military industrial complex. It's hard to focus on all the things all at once because you begin to sort of feel the inability to do anything meaningful for anything that you care about, whether it's a small thing locally or a big thing abroad. I think this is an interesting way to get around our news media. If you pay for one of those private VPNs, which masks your location, then you can tune in to news outside the United States, no problem. Uh Uh-huh. See, you have to lie to be free. (laughs) You You have to lie to be free. Yeah. This is a sad state of affairs. Have we ever had freedom in the United States? Um, I think we were free in about 1300 or so. That's back when... When there was no colonization. And the Vikings came here and they're like, this is nice. Of course, they all got killed by the natives, but you know, it was nice for a moment. <laughs> well, also the Knights Templar were here. I'm not sure if they got killed by the natives. Those Knights Templar were a force to be reckoned with, I do believe. I think the Knights Templar dropped some stuff off and left as fast as they could. They're like, yo, we're not hanging here. I don't care what you saw in the future. Right now, it's not safe. (laughs) Basically, we had this idea of freedom. We've never achieved it. The folks who started the country didn't exactly get us off on the right foot. Do you think that if we had managed somehow in the 1700s to establish a government where truly everyone was free and there was no slavery, there was no indentured servitude, would we be having a different conversation now about freedom? Yeah, we would have been on the moon about 20 years ago, 30 years ago. This is my opinion, but... You have to also acknowledge on the West Coast, there were cities being formed and they were way freer than the ones on the East Coast. What time period are you talking about? 1740 or 1769 is when Los Angeles first became a colony, so to speak. They came up from, I think, like Sonoma, Mexico. Sonora. I think of the original like 22 families of which two people were actual Spaniards. All the rest of them were mulatto. Some even identified as Moors. So it means that they were Muslim. I didn't know that part. Yeah. That is super cool. Even like in Washington State, Russians had a fort up there. It was the colonies on the east 
that ended up wanting to be free of England. We want this and this and this and this, but what they really didn't want was to give up their slaves. It sounded good for them, but it sounded horrible for everybody else. That became the Constitution, which again, sounded so good in theory, but it was really hard to put into practice. You know, this little story about the 3%, the start of the war, 3% of the population of a bunch of fanatics that would have been QAnon today got us involved in a conflict that wasn't even necessary. But we were going to be independent. The problem was, England says, you also have to free your slaves. That was the cast that they didn't want to do. That's what the founders struggled with. They knew it was going to be a problem. They just kicked the can down the road, which eventually turned into a civil war. The ones on the West Coast should just expand it east and push the colonists from Europe back to England. It would have been a whole different country. Of course, we'd be speaking Russian and Spanish right now, which would be really strange. Yeah, it's hard to say. No matter how you change history, there's so many factors that adjust along with it. I think the thing that makes me the saddest about the state of the United States is that we're having to argue and fight with our own fellow country people over the treatment of black and brown people, over the treatment of immigrants, over the treatment of our own underserved communities. There's all these little segments that just keep getting pushed to the side. Struggling against your own fellow country person is extra heavy, I think. It's led to wars in the past over and over again, it's mainly based upon wealth. It's rich, white, Anglo-Saxon-minded people that convince the poor whites, you should fight on our behalf because it's better to be poor white than the color person, huh? And they believe that lie. Yeah. And this is what Dr. King even talked about. You know, that Jim Crow was really just Crow that they fed their kids for a meal. That hasn't changed. Like, I think there's this lunatic female congresswoman. Green. She had this idea of this Anglo-Saxon values. As of today, April 18th, she's trying to back off of that. You can't undo shooting yourself in the foot. The bullet is not going to come out and everybody's ears are still ringing. It just really shows what the problem still is here. That was a problem as far back as the 1700s. It was this idea of Anglo-Saxon rule. It used to get them over. And then after a while, they had to change it. You know, look, at how are we going to incorporate the Irish? Do we have to incorporate the Irish? We have to incorporate the Irish. You do. You get... <laughs> have to. And, and nowadays, Irish sign on to it. As long as you don't say Anglo-Saxon, they're happy with white. We're all white. We're all white. Don't forget, we went through the same thing with the Italians. We went through the same thing with so many people who are technically white. Technically, yeah. See, that's her problem. She tossed in that word, that wasp. Yes. It messed up her arm. She hadn't said wasp. She was good. Trump never said wasp. Trump was like, we're all white. And he just kind of left it there. <laughs> Make America white again. I mean, great again. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that uh, tore asunder the Anglo-Saxons? I have to go back and look at history. You know, the Anglo-Saxons used to be considered a minority and they were highly mistreated. Mm. I got to look this up. I'm pretty sure this is like 400 AD, maybe. It was against the law to marry the Anglo-Saxon. Wow. They were definitely a minority at one time. And of course, obviously now they rose to power and took over England. They took over the colonies for sure. And they brought the Anglo-Saxon value to the United States. Whoever was kicking their ass, I think they were probably right. (laughs) These people are going to be a problem in the future. You're just saying that to be mean to us. I'm sure of it. Get rid of these damn Anglo-Saxons now before they become a problem. Should have listened to them. (laughs) 
And having said that, I think we probably should close with uh, some Bob Marley lyrics. Okay. Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior, it's finally and permanently discredited and abandoned. Everywhere is war. Hail, hail, Selassie. Amen. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.